in Africa, in South America, in Eastern Europe, in Western Europe, all around the United States, everywhere in the globe. In storefront churches, in home churches, in mega churches, in small country churches, pastors during this World Communion Sunday today would have normally looked out upon their congregations, took the bread in their hands, and said, Jesus said, This is my body. Everywhere around the world, people would have gathered as we reached back across the century to feel the power of those words which Christ uttered to his first disciples and that we are called to recall today. But like everything, it is different this year. As people try to feel what it means to be community, what it means to be community, even if you talk about a village or a town or a city, what it means to be a world community in the midst of the pandemic or the pandemics we're going through. During this time, it continues, as it always has been, to be a challenge, to be a real challenge to think of this world community that we're a part of. That's true both in the struggling days and in the good days. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, wrote once, there is no such thing as a solitary Christian. And yet we feel pretty solitary this year, don't we? But as Wesley knew, communion is something more than just people gathering, more than the actual bread and the juice, as Alyssa pointed out in the children's message this morning. It identifies us as a people who are not individual faith journeyers, journeyers even if we are on our, by ourselves separate. But we make up something special. We are the body of Christ alive today. That's as true today as it was before COVID. And that is because what we're talking about is really more of a heart set and a mindset. It's not just about gathering in person. It's about where our heart and where our mind is. That's why Henry Nouwen wrote once, community is first of all quality of the heart. It grows from the spiritual knowledge that we are alive, not for ourselves, but for one another. Community is the fruit of our capacity to make the interests of others more important than our own. The question, therefore, is not how can we make community, but how can we develop and nurture giving hearts? How can we develop and nurture giving hearts, generous hearts. Because the reality is we must, as a community, develop new ways to get where we hope to go as a community. Across this world, we are a family that has many divisions. Divisions 
too numerous for me to list. But today I wanted to focus on one of those divisions, the division of wealth and income, economic status that separates us. The division of the haves and the have-nots. A division which Christ in this parable we hear from the 16th chapter of Luke that Cassie read from us earlier about the rich man and Lazarus deals with directly. It is a struggle that especially affects citizens of the United States, a country of about 4% of the world population that consumes, as you all probably know, more than 30% of its resources, of the world's resources. We are, most of us, watching today like the rich man in this parable, if we think in world terms. That's why I always find this parable especially difficult, and maybe you do too. What are we supposed to do when we are who we are, when we are where we are? Especially when, in, as a part of our society, we learn this desire to be a part of the haves at such a young age. Unfortunately, of course, some of us individuals never grow up never grow out of this tendency, and much of people's lives seems to be focused on making sure that we have more possessions, more possessions than the other person. Like grown-up children who collect possessions for their own glory rather than God's. And all of it comes to nothing in the end. We heard Paul write to Timothy, we brought nothing into this world, and we can take nothing out of it. And I promise I've done a lot of funerals, and that is the gospel truth. No matter how much you have, you are taking nothing out of this life. But it does matter what we do, what we have been given while we were on this journey of life. The clear message of this parable this morning is what we do does matter. How we act does matter. How we choose to use what we've been given does matter. How we interact with others does matter. Our, the, our stewardship of our resources, individually and collectively, how we are stewards does matter. This parable is not to glamorize the poor, and it's not even to demonize the rich. It is asking us to think about what we do, what we have. It's asking us to remember that we probably have what we have because of where we were born, because of the family we were born into, because of the conditions that we find ourselves in. A lot of us like to think it's only about what we've done to get us what we have, but that's not the case. This parable reminds us of that. It's the parable that literally led Albert Schweitzer to give up everything and to minister physically and spiritually to the poor in Africa. How do we respond when we hear this parable? Now, obviously not all of us are going to respond like Albert Schweitzer, but that's okay because none of us are Albert Schweitzer. We are who we are. Herb and Alyssa and Phil and Cassie and Terry, and I can name everyone watching today. You are who you are. 
All of us can respond in the way we can respond to do what we can do to lessen this division between God's great family, this literal body of Christ, to share, to bring us closer, not just to the communion table, but closer connected at the dinner table as well. This division that lives and infests and infects our society that leads to this great chasm in heaven that the parable refers to, a chasm which comes really mostly from apathy, mostly from a willingness to be non-involved, a willingness not to examine the choices we individually make in our lives. It's interesting to think about this parable. The rich man wasn't cruel. The rich man wasn't mean. At least we don't hear about that. It's just that the rich man wasn't anything. He simply saw Lazarus' condition as part of the natural way of things. And this is, I think, too often where we find ourselves stumbling. We forget, again, where we were born, the family we were born into, the conditions that were surrounded us that gave us the opportunities that we have. We notice those who are, su- who are suffering. We, we notice those who are in need. But too often, I think, as a society, we fall into the belief that that's, those things just happen that way. In our parable, it's, it's not what the rich man did that was the problem. It is what he did not do. His faith did not move him to react to the situation that existed in the society which surrounded him. He did not get involved. He did not act. He did not make choices that helped reduce the chasm. And this is what he wanted to share with others, right? His brothers in this story so that his brothers could see, so that others could see, so that they could change. The message that Jesus says is this up to us. This is what we're called to do. This is what we're called to share today. How we're called to live today, to notice. And not just to notice, but to respond, to help to bring that change that is needed into this world through our action, through our vote, through our activism, through our individual thoughtful choices that we make every day that so often are choices that are made that are not thoughtful. They're not reflecting the reality of the society that we live within. World Communion Sunday is a special Sunday when we're to pledge together that that which we should pledge each week as we worship to recognize this inclusive and universal church that Christ brought into this world, a church of all nations, a church of all races, a church of all uh, economic status, a church of all peoples called to be one community. So wherever we find ourselves today in this world, where we will not be kneeling together at an altar, 
We are called to remember how too often we do not put ourselves side by side next to those who are left out in our society. Those who are isolated and have been isolated well before COVID. Those who are left out in this world. When I lift the bread, as I will in a few moments, with you watching on this World Commune Sunday and say, as Jesus said, this is my body. I'm not really speaking to the world. I'm speaking to you as a part of the world. Because only you can live your life. Only you can make the choices that you need to make in your life. Will those choices reflect how you have nurtured a giving heart? Will those choices you make enable you, as Paul wrote, to pursue godliness and love and gentleness, to fight the good fight, to endure, even if change seems to happen slowly? Will we be committed, will you be committed to be a part of this body, of this community of this communion that we're called to be about. Maybe a small crumb in the full bread loaf. Maybe a small person in the midst of a world. But in our smallness to make individual thoughtful decisions that allow you to store up for yourselves treasure of good foundation for the future. So on this community audition, you may take hold of the life that is really life. That's the invitation that I make to you today. That's the invitation that Christ makes to us every day. Will you be the body of Christ, a part of the body of Christ today? Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for giving us tomorrow for the opportunities, for the possibilities that live within today and tomorrow and every day after that, for us to choose, for us to decide, for us to Follow where you would lead. We thank you, dear God, for the day that will come. For your grace that lives within that day. And for the opportunities we have to serve. We pray that you would lead us, that you would guide us to remember that whatever choices we make, those choices do never, ever only impact our individual lives, but every choice in every day 
impacts the body of Christ and our relationship with you. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And now let's sing together. It would be on 2221 in the Faith We Sing hymnal, but it's in your link. In unity we lift our song.